you're taking the meat of a shlamim um, after the zrika, and basically uh, it's in its permitted state right now, and you say about another piece of food that it should be the same as this. So uh, the question is, does that is that the, are you connecting to the primary? Or are you connecting to the to what it is right now, which is mutter, and then you're not actually saying that this food should be prohibited. That was the question. And at the end of Yud Beis Amud Beis, we said that maybe it's Machlokas Tanoim because there's a dispute between Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yaakov says that if a person says Hareo like Bechor, that's Aser. And if you say Hareo Lai, uh, and according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's Mutter, he's Matir. So what is the case? If it's before this Rikastam, so then it surely should be Aser. If it's after this Rikastam, it surely should be permitted. It must be that it's exactly this scenario. And that's the two sides of the discussion. That's what they're arguing in. That's what the Gemara suggested. So the Gemara says, not true. We're talking over there, all before the Rikastam. And the man de Amar, who says that it's permitted, holds that when the Pasuk says ki yidor, it that teaches us that it has to be meaning you have to attach it to something that is prohibited by virtue of a vow. If it's prohibited because the Torah says that it's prohibited and you're attaching it to a Torah's din, that doesn't work. Okay? Um, and basically... Um, and the one who says uh, that it's Asr says that uh, you're even even uh, Dover Asr works because it's Lashem, the Rabbis Dover Asr. That's the that's basically the two sides. Um, what is the man, what is the opinion that says that it's Mutter hold? What, how does he deal with the Pasuk of Lashem? He says that's telling you that even if you're connecting to a Chatas or an Asham, it's acceptable. What's the difference between a Chatas and an Asham and Bechor? The difference is is that Chatas and Asham is a nether that made it into a chatas nasham. You had to sanctify it, okay? By virtue of your words, that's what gave it its kedusha. As opposed to a bechor, it's kadosh mirechem, from inside, it's automatically kadosh, and that's not, you. Uh, the man had no statement that, uh, that created that status. And again, a nether is where you're creating. Okay, so that's the, that's the gist of this idea, and that's what the Gemara is saying. Um, um, so the, what's the opinion that so the, so what is the other man, the one who says that it's Asr how does he understand it he says that even Bechor actually is a Davar Nador why because there's a special mitzvah the Bible says in the name of Rebbe that when you have a Bechor that's born in your house you have to it's a mitzvah Lakdisha so you're also putting on the Kedusha even though it is Kadosh you're putting on a Kedusha. So you're connecting to a status that you put on it. And that's okay. So the more answers, yeah, that's, that, that uh, the other side is, the opinion that says that it's still permitted, is that, yeah, that might be true that you're supposed to make that statement, but that doesn't really mean anything because if you didn't do so, is it Kadosh? Yes. So then you're really not doing anything. So really, that's the, really the core question. That's the, the two sides of this dispute. Are you attaching it to a Dover HaNador because, after all, you do make a statement of, a, of, a, of, a, of being Makdijit? Or are you attaching it to a Dvar because it's in, innately so? And that's the two sides of the coin. Those are the two, that's the Machlokas. And that brings us to the next discussion. So the next thing was talking about when you're comparing it to the sheep, to, to the pen. 
So we said in the, in the Gemara that all the terminologies, whether he says just sheep or imra, or he says kimra or limra or kimra, and that's also for dirim, lidirim or kidirim, etzim, leitzim, all those things, um, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, Kirushalayim, all of them, if he says it should be that way, she'ochalach, that would be prohibited. If you say lo'ochalach, that would be permitted. So the Bar was just analyzing this, is that who's the man, the Amar, who says that Imr alone is okay? All these terminologies are meaningful. That's Rameir. Problem is, is that it says, if you say lo'ochalach, it's mutter, um, and, but didn't we see in the next Mishnah that Likarban lo ochalach, Rabbi Meir says that it's Aser, and Rabbi Abba says, because we look at it as if he's saying is that it should be Likarban, therefore lo ochalach, and that's called a positive statement. So the Gemara says, the difference is, you're right, it really is the Nakudos question. Did he say it lo Imra or he said li Imra? Meaning, it, uh, if he said it with a patach, which is la imra, which is like non, not for an imra, then it's like from a negative, we're trying to deduce the positive, which as we saw the other day, that Rabbi Meir's opinion is, from the negative, you don't see the positive, and then it's not going to work. But if you say li imra, that means you want it to be an imra. And you're saying, and therefore, uh, therefore I won't eat it, that's uh, actually a regular direct statement vow, and therefore that would be acceptable. So the difference in the nekudos changes everything. Okay, which took us to the next mission. A person makes a statement, korban ola mincha chatas tod any of those korbanos, that I eat from you, that is prohibited. Rebuda says, no it's not, it's permitted. Okay, um, if you say har korban, ki korban, or korban, she'ochalach, that's aser. But if you say le korban, lo'ochalach, that Reb Meir says is aser. So that's the discussion. So, first things first. When it says korban, har korban, ki korban, we said she'ochalach, it's aser. That sounds like Reb Meir's opinion. Um, who doesn't, who even imra is good enough. As we saw in the, even if you don't say that it should be like an imra, you just say the word imra, that's good enough. So, um, so the problem is, if it's her mayor, so when it says hakorban shaochalach, then it's aser. Uh, but didn't we see that the chachamim, who is her mayor, is molded to Rabbi Yuta when you say hakorban vhaolav hamincha vachata shaochalach, that you're mutter, because you didn't do any. You're not really making a nether here. You're just saying like bechaye uh, korban. It doesn't really mean that you're actually connecting it to something. So that's the question. So the Gemara says is that it really depends. Again, all in the Nukudas. If you say HaKorban, then that, that would be the case. And then it doesn't mean anything. But if you say HaKorban, then it's meaningful. Okay? Um, because then uh, the difference is whether he means Chaye Korban or it means that it should be like a Korban and then you're connecting it to a vowed, a vowed item which is meaningful. This is where the Gemara actually brought down when it says Likarban Lochalach, Rameir says that it's Aser. I Rameir doesn't say Miklalavatashmehain. How do we to understand this? It doesn't sound like it's a negative and we're deducing the positive. So the Gemara answers, Rabab explains that it's as if he says, Likarban Yehei, therefore Lochalach, like we explained before. The next thing was the new Mishnah. Somebody tells his friend, Konem Pimitabrimach or Yaday Osil Imach. Oragle Malachesimach, all those are valid expressions. 
Um, so the Gemara wanted to know, um, uh, this is a nether over here, we're learning nedarim, okay? So how does this fit into a nether? We have a rule that there's a difference between a nether and a shua, okay? Um, and they each have stringencies that the other one doesn't have. The stringency of a nether is, is that a nether is chal even on mitzvahs. You know, you could uh, make an iser on the tefillin that I can't benefit from my tefillin, and then I can't wear the tefillin. It's also, even though it's inhibiting me from be performing the mitzvah, uh, that's the effect, okay? It has an effect, whereas a person takes an oath that he's not going to put on tefillin, we throw that oath in the garbage, and he has to put on the tefillin. His oath is a meaningless oath, okay? So that's one stringency in the Dharam that exists over Shavuos. And you have a stringency of Shavuos over in the Dharam, which is Shavuos it doesn't need anything physical to manifest on. It can be just on actions. Okay? So, uh, and yet, over here we're saying that he can't speak to him. Isn't that basically an, an, a non, it's a non-physical item? It's speaking. And uh, it should be a Shavuos, not a Nether. That's a Kasha. So the answer is, you're right. That's why he had to say it really differently over here. He didn't say, I'm not going to talk to you. He says, I'm, or I'm taking, an, uh, he said that, uh, yes, meaning my mouth should have a, din, a, a, a it, he's actually applying the isser onto a physical thing, his mouth, or his hand, or his foot. So that's, uh, and that's why, even as an ether, it is an effective nether. Okay, and the Gemara says it's meduya because it didn't, you know, because it worded it that way. It says, "All right, konem pi medabrimcha." Why is he focused on the mouth? Just say konem sheadabrim shani medabrimcha. Right? Didn't say that. So that proves that uh, that in fact you are doing a neder over here because it's on the item. By the way, just so you understand that the Dharma I said is on the item itself. That's the reason why it's able to be overcome even a commandment. Because you can't, um, because it's it's not saying anything about you. You have an, a pre-existing obligation. You're mushba va'omid marsinai towards your obligations. So you can't take an oath on it to not do what you already swore to do. That's like it has no effect. But if you're only focused on uh, the item itself, and you're saying that that item should be ushered to you, so then that's what can happen. You're creating a prohibition on an item that's, uh, that, that has its effect, because it's like, it's like backhanded working uh, against the mitzvah. You know, it's like, you know, you have no tzitzis that you could wear, right? Then that's it, no tzitzis, you know, like that good. You, you prohib, you preclude it anyway, but you didn't, you're not directly, it's, it's, it's that's the idea, it's like back, it's uh, backhanded, okay? It's getting in the back door to uh, prohibit you on something. Okay. okay. And point being, it's totally really the same principle. Okay. Anyway, that's the end of the first parak. And then we moved on to those that are things that are permitted, meaning terminologies that don't qualify as an editor, don't make the cut. And if he says, Chulan that I eat from you, or Basar Chazir, or Kachavim, or Zlububin, or Nevelos, Trefas, Katsum, or Masim, any of these non-kosher foods, or chal of aron and trum of aron, they're all mutter. Because you're comparing it to something that the Torah prohibited. And that doesn't work. Okay, If he says uh, to his wife that you should be like my mother, meaning prohibited to me like my mother is, then we don't automatically say that it's allowed, even though really it should be. But you find an opening from some other basis, 
And the reason why is that you shouldn't have a lenient attitude towards that. <coughs> so that's like a special exception type of circumstance. And that is where we got up to yesterday. And we'll take a look at this stuff.